We are starting the third parak, the third chapter of Yevamos. And so we are returning now to some of the cases of Yibam, of the mitzvah to uh, to perform Yibam, when it does apply, when it does not apply, different scenarios. Again, we have to keep in mind the whole family tree as we go through these different uh, Mishnayos. But basically the mitzvah of Yibam is the mitzvah for the brother-in-law to marry uh, the sister-in-law when his brother uh, passes away without any children. And so there's the mitzvah of Yibam. Uh, the Torah says that if you cannot do Yibam, for whatever reason you're not able to do Yibam, so then you could do Chalitza. There's the option of doing Chalitza, which is some form of a divorce. It's some way of getting out of it. And also, we've been mentioning throughout uh, that if you are related to your sister-in-law in some other way, uh, you're, you're an immediate relative, uh, so let's say your sister-in-law is also your daughter. Your brother is allowed to marry his niece, so your sister-in-law is your daughter. So then there's a total exemption. You do not have to do anything. You do not have to do Yibam, you do not have to do Chalitza, you don't have to do anything. Uh, we also mentioned that uh, when it, that's when it comes to an immediate relative where the uh, punishment is kares, it's uh, an early death. Uh, by 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 God, uh, Hashem gives you an early death. However, if it's a different type of a Torah prohibition, if it's just an ordinary negative commandment where it's not through a relative, or it's a case where uh, where it's a, a it's a family member, but it's only a rabbinic prohibition. It's not a Torah prohibition. So then the law is that we do chalitza. The reason for each case is different, but in the end of the day, we we say you have to do chalitza. We do not do yibam. Because there is a prohibition in the end of the day here, besides the fact that she's your sister-in-law, the, the prohibition of marrying your sister-in-law does not apply when Yibam applies, but the other prohibitions do apply. And so therefore, if you are related uh, to them on a rabbinic level, or it's a ordinary negative commandment, uh, for example, a, a divorcee marrying a Kohen or something like that, and that's the case of, of Yibam. So then we say to do Chalitza and not to do Yibam in such a case. So all of that is necessary as background for this Mishnah, for this new Mishnah. The Mishnah says as follows. Arba Achen, let's say you have four brothers. Let's say you have Ruven, Shimon, Levi, and Yehuda. Four brothers. We actually had this case in the past. Uh, and we discussed this already in the past. Uh, but the Gemara is going to explain again the logic behind the Mishnah. So we have four brothers, Reuven, Shimon, Levi, and Yehuda. So let's say Reuven and Shimon were married to two sisters. They were married to Rachel and Leah. And then Reuven and Shimon, those were the ones who were married to two sisters. They both died. They both died childless. So the law is, The other brothers are not allowed to do Yibam. And the Gemara will explain exactly why in a minute. But they're not allowed to do Yibam. They have to do Chalitza. You have to do Chalitza to both sisters. So again, you have Levi and Yehudar, the live brothers remaining, and they would have to do Chalitza to both, uh, meaning Rachel and Leah, and the end of the day, they have to have Chalitza done to them. However, if the brothers went against the law and they married, they ended up marrying them, uh, so then they would have to get divorced. And we'll, we will explain that later on, but they would have to get divorced. Rebbe Lezer, Rebbe Lezer says, no, it's not so simple. This is actually a dispute between Beishamai and Beishilal, whether or not they would have to get divorced. Beishamai, Omer, Mikhaim, Beishamai says that you, uh, they're allowed to remain married. 
says that they have to get divorced. So it's not as simple as the first opinion. The first opinion said that everyone agrees that they would have to get divorced. Rabbi Lezer says, no, it's a dispute between Beishamai and Beishelah. But essentially, we have two brothers who are married to two sisters, Reuven and Shimon. Reuven and Shimon pass away. And now both sisters, at the same time, they fall to Levi and Yehuda for the potential for Yibam or Chalitza. And the law is to do Chalitza. In the end of the day, the law is to do Chalitza. That Ruch and Leah, they have to do Chalitza. Even though it's true they're sisters, but they come from different husbands. They're married to two different brothers. So the Gemara will explain exactly why this is that they have to do Chalitza. Okay, then the Mishnah, in case number two of the Mishnah, it's a more nuanced case. So let's say one of the sisters, let's say Rachel, is one of the sisters, was forbidden to Levi uh, because it was, let's say, Levi's daughter, let's say. And there's, it was an Isra Erva. It was a very severe prohibition. So because she is forbidden to Levi, uh, because they're already an immediate relative outside of being the sister-in-law, so therefore there's no option of Yibam Rechalitza. It's like Levi doesn't exist for Rachel uh, with regards to, to Yibam Rechalitza uh, because she, he's out of the picture essentially. So therefore Rachel could do Yibam with Yehuda. Yehuda is the other brother because Rachel is... Uh, not, with regards to Yibam and Chalitza, is totally exempt when it comes to Levi because they're already related. So therefore, we say she could do Yibam with Yehuda. The only problem is when she has the option of doing Yibam with both. But if she doesn't have the option of doing Yibam with both because she's already related to Levi, so therefore there's a total exemption, therefore she can do Yibam to Yehuda. But the other one, Leah, still becomes prohibited to both. Esther Mitzvah Esther Kedusha, let's say it was not a very severe Torah prohibition, but let's say it's one of the cases that we discussed before, either a rabbinic prohibition or it's a Torah prohibition, but it's just a regular, ordinary lav, negative commandment, but it wasn't severe, where we say it's not like even Rechalitza is totally out of the picture, you still would have to do Chalitza. So let's say Rachel was, had a rabbinic prohibition to Levi, so then still Chalitza is Vilomis We'd still require the law of Chalitza um, that they have to, that they have to have chalitza that would be uh, required and that is case number two and finally case number three is so let's say you have this other case of so let's say two sisters marry two brothers Rachel and Leah marry Reuben and Shimon Reuben and Shimon pass away. But Rachel, now you have these two brothers remaining, Levi and Yehuda, but Rachel is Levi's daughter, and Leah is Yehuda's daughter. So two nieces married two uh, uncles, and they were sisters. So so Rachel is Levi's daughter, so the law is Rachel, because Rachel is Levi's daughter, she could do Yibam with Yehuda. And Leah is Le- Yehuda's daughter, so Leah could do Yibam with Levi. So we basically have a situation where they both could do Yibam with the one that they're not related to. So Rachel will do Yibam with Yehuda. Leah will do Yibam with Levi because they're not related, outside of being the brother-in-law and sister-in-law, they're not related to uh, Levi and Yehuda. And that is the law. And this is the idea that if they're sisters, we say that there's still an option of doing Yibam or Chalitza. Okay, that is the Mishnah. So essentially we have three cases. The very first case was where we said that uh, a regular... Uh, a a case here where they're not related other than being the brother-in-law and sister-in-law where we say if two sisters 
fall to two brothers at the same time, we say do chalitza. They would have to do chalitza. If one, the second case is one of the sisters was already related to one of the brothers, so then that brother is like out of the picture, so then she could do yibum with the other brother. And then we have the third case is where they're both sisters. One's related to one brother, the other sister's related to the other brother, so then they're allowed to do yibum with the one that they are not related to. So the Gemara, for today, we'll discuss the Gemara with regards to the logic behind these cases, at least with regards to the first case. Shma mina yezika. The Gemara says, it seems to be from this Gemara, Mishnah, that we apply the principle of yezika, which we will translate in a minute, which is the concept that we've had in the past. Essentially, the Gemara says, what is the problem? What, why can't they do Yibam? We have two sisters that fall from two brothers. But these two sisters were not uh, wives with each other. Uh, they they were, came from two different brothers. So what's the problem? Why can't you do Yibam? Why can't one brother do Yibam, one of the surviving brothers, do Yibam with one sister? And the other brother do Yibam with the other sister. What exactly is the problem here? So it must be, says the Gemara, at this stage of the Gemara, it's because we hold Yesh Zika. Zika is this strong bond that exists even before you do Yibam, a concept that we had in the past, that there's already this strong bond. And if there's this strong bond between the two sisters, so that causes a problem because each brother now has a strong bond with each sister. And if that's the case, there's a prohibition, just like there's a prohibition to marry your wife's sister. You're not allowed to marry your wife's sister. So too, there's a problem. You're not allowed to marry your sister-in-law if it's this case of Yibam where she now falls she now falls for Yibam. So it's like you already have this connection. That woman's sister. Who's that woman's sister? The other the other uh, Yevama. The other one who also fell to Yibam. These are two sisters. So you cannot do Yibam with either one because there's a, a rabbinic prohibition to marry your sister, in the context of Yibam, your sister-in-law's sister, because it's like you already have such a strong connection with that sister-in-law. We have that bond. That bond already exists even before you did anything. Just when there's this potential for Yibam or Chalita, that bond exists. And each brother has that bond uh, with each of the sisters, and therefore nothing can take place. We can't do any Yibam because there's this rabbinic prohibition of Zika to say you are forbidden to your to your Yavama, the woman who's who's supposed to be doing Yibam Mechalitza, her sister. And each one is a sister to each other, so therefore we're stuck, and therefore you have to do Chalitza. Excuse me. So you'd have to do Chalitza. So the Gemara says, no. Le'olam e'melecha e'enzika. Really, we, have to, we say, could say e'enzika. There, there is no such bond. That there is no such bond. And that's not the reason that we require Chalitza. Again, the first reason why we require Chalitza is because there's such a strong bond with each of the sisters. And therefore, it's like it's, on a rabbinic level, it's like they're, it's a wife where we say there's a prohibition to marry the sister. They're both sisters. So therefore, you cannot do even with either one. You have to do Chalitza. The Gemara now says, no, maybe we hold Einziga. There is no such bond. And I can give you a totally different reason why there's a prohibition here. This is also a concept that we had earlier. Now let's say there is no bond. But what's going to happen? Let's say Levi does Yibam with Rachel. So Levi does Yibam with Rachel. Fine. The problem is that we're concerned that if Levi does Yibam with Rachel, Yehuda might then, he might die. There's a chance that Yehuda will die. And if he dies, so then Levi, Levi could do Yibam with Rachel. Levi, even before Yehuda dies, cannot do Yibam with Leah because you're not allowed to marry two sisters. Uh, so only Yehuda has the potential to marry to do Yibam with Leah. But Yehuda dies. There's a chance that Yehuda will die. 
And if Yehuda dies, then Leah is left with nothing. Leah now is exempt from Yibam or Chalitza. No mitzvah is done with Leah. And we want to be certain when it comes to the mitzvah of Yibam that there is, we want the mitzvah to be performed. We want a mitzvah to be performed. So we say, you know what? You can't do Yibam because there's a chance that if Levi does Yibam, so then Leah might not have anything done. And we want to fulfill the mitzvah of either Yibam or of Chalitza. So, you say, so we say, you know what? Instead of doing Yibam, let them do Chalitza. They'll do Chalitza. This way, if you do Chalitza, and even if Yehuda dies after after Levi does Chalitza with Rachel, he could still do Chalitza with Leah. He never married Rachel. So he could do Chalitza with Rachel, and then he could do Chalitza with Leah, and that would solve all the problems. And therefore, the mitzvah will be done, either of Yibam or of Chalitza, with both sisters. Because we are concerned that at some point in time, Yehuda might die. The Gemara says, if this is true, Yehachit Tlasanami. If this is true, so then why does the Mishnah give a case of four brothers, meaning of two live brothers? Let it give a case of three brothers where there's one live brother. So the two brothers pass away and then there's one live brother. And in that case of one live brother, essentially we're saying, don't do Yibam. Don't do Yibam with that one live brother because if you did Yibam, so then Leah won't have anything done to her and then we won't have the opportunity to do the Mitzvah Yibam or Chalitza. Even with one brother, it's like the other brother's out of the picture. That's essentially what we're saying. It's like we're concerned that he's no longer will no longer be alive, so he's like he's out of the picture. So let the mission just give a case where there's only one live brother remaining, and we should say in that case you have to do chalitza, and you have to do chalitza in that case because uh, if you did yibam, then to Rachel, then Leah gets off with nothing, and we want the mitzvah, a mitzvah of yibam or chalitza to be done with Leah. So you have to do chalitza to both Rachel and Leah. So the mission could be a case of where there's just one remaining surviving brother. So the answer is Lomi Bay Kamar, Lomi Bay Tlasa Devade Butla Mitzvah Yibman. Avlar Baalamisalokashina and Kamashmalan. The Gemara says, It's true. I could have given a case where we have uh three brothers and one live brother remaining, and we would say you would have to do Khalitz in that case as well. But there's an added Khidish, there's an added point when there's four brothers, meaning two live brothers, two surviving brothers. And the idea is that you might have thought that we're not concerned. For death, the possibility of death. Therefore, the first brother, Levi, could do even with Rachel, and then Yehuda could do even with Leah. No, the point of the mission is to tell us that we are concerned. That we have this extra super sensitivity to make sure that the mitzvah is done, to say that we're concerned that maybe uh, Yehuda might die, and then Leah will not be able to do Yibam or Chalitza. The Gemara says, If we're so concerned, if we're so sensitive to make sure that the mitzvah is done, so then we should also be concerned if there are three remaining surviving brothers, that we should be concerned and say, well, if there are three surviving brothers and one brother passes, and there's one brother, so then, so then we should be concerned that the other two brothers uh, will pass away. And therefore, everyone should only do chalitza in that case as well. Why does the mission only give a case where there's two surviving brothers, even if there are three? So the answer is no. We do not go that far. To say that we're concerned that both two, that Levi will do Yibam to Rachel, then Yehuda will die. And also another brother will die because there, there are three brothers in total and therefore Leah, nothing will be able to happen to Leah. She won't be able to do this mitzvah that we are not concerned about. We're not concerned that that's already going too far to say we're going to assume that two of the brothers will die and then Leah won't be able to do anything. We're concerned for one brother. If there's one brother uh, besides for Levi, so then he might die. But if there are two brothers, we'll say that, you know what? You know what? Levi could go ahead and do Yibam and we'll assume, with Rachel, and then we'll assume one of the other two brothers will do Yibam with Leah. We're not concerned that both uh, will die. And so that is the explanation of the Mishnah. So essentially, to conclude, 
we have two different explanations of the Mishnah. One explana- two very different explanations of the Mishnah. One explanation is that it's based on Zika. It's based on a, a strong connection. It's like both brothers are sort of have some sort of connection to both sisters and therefore cannot marry each other's sister. If you can't marry each other's sister, you can't do even to either one. They're both sisters to each other. So therefore we say do chalitza. The other way of understanding is that no, they don't have such a strong connection. Rather, the idea here is that if you do even to one, so then there's a concern that you won't be able to do chalitza or even to the other one. The brother will pass away. And then she'll be let, she'll, she'll be able to marry whoever she wants without doing Yibam Rechalitza. And there's a mitzvah to do Yibam Rechalitza. And we are, we care very much about the performance of this particular mitzvah of doing Yibam or Chalitza. So therefore we say do Chalitza to both. If you do Chalitza to both, that will get you out of the problem. Okay, that concludes the recording for today.